This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Do you wish you were more organized, but think, well, my brain just doesn't work that way. Think again. We have Yale Weisner here today. She is an amazing professional organizer. She is going to walk us through step by step that it's not necessarily everything we're doing. Yeah, that's important, but it's what we're thinking before we do that makes all the difference. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. My brain just doesn't work. Yay, guys, if you are like organizationally challenged, or even if you're organized, but you want to bump it up to the next level, this is going to be an amazing show. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm like this obsessive compulsive perfectionist. Okay, so let's don't talk about it. Okay, but I'm so excited to learn new tricks, new things. But here's the thing about the lady who's on the show today. She's going to walk us through how to have the right thinking so our actions match that. I'm so excited to welcome, this is Yael Wiesner, and she is our uh, organizational, wait, what's the name of your, uh, hold on a second. I, I, I meant to ask you, the name of your book is How Does She Do It? But how does, how does she do it? How does she manage? Oh, how does she manage? How does she manage, right? This is what it is. Yeah. Wait, show yeah. it. I, I, I don't remember what it, let's see what you got it right there okay good how does she it's backwards horrible ladies but oh it is no it's right it's right set up to me i see it's okay anyway okay yeah el wiesner welcome to the show the professional organizer from israel you're also an interior designer you kind of make it so that the workflow in the house is awesome so i'm we go very fast very deep here so i'm just gonna ask you the very first question which is i have a lot of people we got a lot of email on this believe it or not it's so people are like really wow when's she coming in? so when's she coming on so but the question people said is i'm not an or like it doesn't fit my personality i'm not an organizer what do i do Leah? like this is you know is this for me really because i've tried this and i've had people in and it gets messed up faster you know they alphabetize my my uh, spices right and two days later it's gone what's the point i don't have the right brain for it so my first question to you is do you have to be the right brain or is this something that actually a person could learn that's the first good so i'm going to answer that with a question uh when people speak to you and say you know i'm just not made out for being a mother i'm not i'm just not cut out for being a wife it's just not my thing (laughs) so what do you tell them (laughs) wake up and sell the coffee (laughs) you tell them what do you mean there's there's books there's therapists there's there's classes there's there's so many options out there for you to learn your trade i don't understand and i'm trying to change the consciousness of of the world particularly for you know for us um why people feel that organization is a personality thing but when it comes to marriage of course we're going to work on our marriages and when it comes to motherhood of course we're going to work on our motherhood we're going to work on our relationships and organization oh, it's not for me sorry guys <laughs> so i took upon myself I, I took it upon first because for my own self and then when i saw that it really worked i started to share it with the world and that is that home organization home management is a science that can be learned it can be learned it can be taught it doesn't have to be your thing. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to be a natural. I even find that the, when I, I also trained people to become organizers and the, the people who are unorganized and then become a home organizer are much more successful than the people who have it naturally because the people who have it naturally don't really understand what exactly it is that they're doing. They just kind of like do stuff and the house gets, you know, looking good. The house probably never gets messy for those naturally. <laughs> okay, very good. But people who don't have it, 
And yeah, can you take your glasses off? Because I kept having a hard time seeing you. Yeah, thanks. You can put them on if you need to read your notes. But okay. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry about People that, sweetie. People okay. don't have it, yeah. and then they get it. They learn it, and they get it. They're, they're, they're much better. They're just much better organizers. They're much better at running their homes. And once it's a conscious understanding, you don't have to work. It's not hard. You don't have to work at it. It's not draining. It's just, it's just an understanding. Like, you know, people who are into exercise, they know, you know, even myself, I I use the treadmill every morning. If I don't go on the treadmill, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be blah, you know, so it's an understanding that I have and that gets me on the treadmill. The same thing with organization. Like if you understand the dynamics of of why things happen and how they happen, that you know how to fix it. It's not draining. It's not overwhelming. It's a step-by-step process that can be learned. You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to be anything special. And I want to tell all the ladies out there that you're not lazy and, uh, you know, you don't have to be, uh, I don't know, a professional organizer or anything special to run a proper house. How do you know we're not lazy? I mean, I mean, isn't part of it just like, uh, get up and just organize that closet. Come on, no. Leia, it's been sitting there. You, every time you open it, you're like, Ugh, I need to do something. It never gets done. It, it looks like laziness. It looks like laziness, but there's always, I, I don't believe women in Kalal Yisrael are lazy. We, we want to run beautiful homes. We want, everybody wants their children to grow up to be, you know, whoops, to be fine, uh, fine people. Uh, Yari Shamayim, everybody wants their husbands to be successful. I, if you're, if a person is feeling lazy, there is a reason. And once you uncover the reason, then you can solve the problem. So of course it could be an emotional thing. We're not going to go into that today. That's probably your area, not my area. If you're resentful, if you're angry or whatever, we're not talking about that today, but it could be that you're missing a skill set. It could be that uh, you're missing a strategy and uh, you just so are you going to be giving us strategies and skill sets today that we can I'm going to try, you know, <laughs> I, I teach for, for 12 hours and, you know, so I'll try in the, in the time that we have to give you some really good tips. Okay. And we're getting a lot of questions from thing. I'm getting their flat. Both of them are flagging. Well, that's not, that's what I people do. want to know. They want practical, like step-by-step things. Okay, to do. Like go into your room and do X, Y, Z, go okay. into the kitchen and do X, Y, Z. That's it. Yeah. Let's start with the kitchen, you know, the junk drawer in the kitchen. I don't know. Is that the best? Where's the best place to start? So I'll, I'll, let me just give a little bit of background and then I'll start. We'll use the kitchen okay. junk drawer as the example. Okay. Um, so it could be that people have, a lot of your, our listeners have read books and have tried and it didn't work. And that's why they say, well, it's just not my thing. So what I want to explain about the books out there and the information out there is if you're reading uh, Gaisha books, so you have to understand that these people have no idea. For example, Shabbos, you know, they talk about in these so books. I'll, I'll say after you understand, we have a lot of our audiences across the board. I should have said this before the show. Oh, you know, okay. so there are people who have no idea what, what you're talking about. So, um, and also if you use Hebrew, we always translate it on the show okay. uh, just for people. So, everyone, yeah, who's, so. everyone who's watching is Jewish. Yeah. No, no, not necessarily. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay, I usually so what, cover that in the pre-show interview, but it's been a crazy week. So sorry okay. about that. Okay. So yeah. what I'm trying to explain is that uh, you have to find a, a book or a, or a class or information that matches what you're doing. So let's say if, uh, you know, take me, I live in Yerushalayim. If, if, uh, if my next door neighbor who has, uh, you know, 10 children and running a kolal home reads uh, a non-Jewish book on, uh, you know, whatever, they won't understand what it's like to run ten children, a family of 10 children. They won't understand what it's like to make Shabbos, which is three 
Thanksgiving feasts in one day, once a week, right? So you, it could be you're reading the wrong book. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people read like all these, uh, you know, non-Jewish authors and for the, at least the people that I'm working with and they, they think there's something wrong with them, but really the book is not matching who they are. Sometimes you're reading a book written by a really big balabasta and she'll say, well, you know, what do you mean? Just spend five minutes in each room and, you know, wake up 20 minutes before your kids. And, and you're like, huh? <laughs> like, you know, so sometimes you're reading a book and you're like, I'm not you. Like, what are you telling me? What kind of, what kind of advice are you telling me? Right. So what I'm trying to explain is everybody has their unique um, way of, of uh, making it work. Now I'm not pushing my book Right. You're saying I don't, bring- I don't want to push my book. I'm just using it as an example. I don't even think my book is being sold anymore, but uh, uh, maybe it is. I, the, the point of this book is that there's four personalities. There's Tova. I can't see. Uh, Khani, Dina. Sorry, that's Sarah. There's four personalities, Sarah, Khani, okay. Dina and Tova. And she's like the neat freak. She has ADHD. She's the working woman. And she's like the regular well-balanced lady that we all want to be like. And I believe this whole purpose of of my whole theory on how to manage your home is that everybody has their own way and you have to find the tips and the ideas that work for you. So I'm not going to say, go into your kitchen and do ABCD. I'm going to say, who are you? What are you like? What are your kids like? How many, like we need some background. There is no one, two, three, four. And if you think that there is, that's where you're going wrong. You have to first understand who you are, where you're coming from, which tips and advice are going to work for you. And then I could give you your personal one, two, three, four. That's excellent. Okay, good. So we have a question uh, from Instagram. What, what is it? What are they? No, actually, we have somebody that's um, actually from Facebook okay. who is writing. And sometimes my head feels heavy and full that I don't even know where to begin. I think that's kind of the question from a lot of people is that overwhelming. You walk into a room and even if you start, let's say, for example, that example, they gave the junk drawer, you open it up and you remove everything. And then as you're doing it, you realize you don't have all the right stuff and you're not figuring how to make it work. And then you just get overwhelmed and then everything gets thrown right back into the junk drawer. (laughs) You close it and you're like, I'm not looking at it. That's kind of the consensus. And I love the way you say draw. How do you say Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> a drawer. I'm from Brooklyn. It's okay. Yay, Brooklyn. <laughs> draw, okay. draw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. So let me, so let me, let's take a few steps back. Let me tell you how the, the organization process works. And this is a foolproof method. If you want take notes, if you have a pen, this is a foolproof method. I use it on every single one of my clients and every single room in my own house. Uh, and when I train people, I say, this is the method. Okay. So you want to, so, and, and you won't get overwhelmed if you use this, if you use this method. Uh, and so, by the way, for everybody, Alana's here, she's taking notes and it'll be posted on our website, www.ladiestalkshow.com. And you can go there and this will all be listed out for you. Okay. So, okay. Right. So Alana, you better write type fast <laughs> and everybody know, meanwhile, type in your questions. Cause this, this is live. You can right now get the, your answers, your questions answered right now. Sarita will get them. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So I know you're interviewing me, but I'm just going to interview you for a minute. Okay. When someone is, let's say you're, you're in your, your room, you're looking at your, the bedroom and the closets and the, the shelves, and it's not working. In your opinion, what's the first thing a lady's going to do? I guess pull everything out of the closet. So, right. Okay. And they say, you know, there's no, I'll tell you the answer. I'm sorry, but I, you didn't expect that from me. Um, the, the, the first thing that people usually do 
is they go shopping. They say, ah, oh, I need a basket. I need a bin. I need a divider. I need a... People think that when they spend money, they solve their problem. It makes them feel like they did something. So it just really gets them more into trouble. And I'll explain it in a minute. So the organization process works like this. First, we have to declutter. First, we have to get rid of not, not the, I'm not talking about the dishes from today and the toys that the kids play with today, but, you know, I don't know if anyone saw this week's or last week's mishpacha, the, the, the kichels, you know, in the closet and she's going through her closet and all the clothes there are like, well, this doesn't fit and this might fit. And this was a Sheva Bracha's outfit. And this is, I don't know what, we have to get rid of all those things in the closet and we have to get rid of the toys that no one's playing with and the unsuccessful toys and the broken toys. And we have to get rid of the dishes that we never opened since our chasana and never totaled. And we have to get rid of all this. It's called, I call it, like to call it permanent clutter. Permanent clutter is filling up our homes and we have no room to put away the daily clutter. So step number one is to declutter. We do not organize. We do not go shopping and buy things. We do not work on time management. We do not try to maintain. None, none of that. We declutter, declutter, declutter. It's painful at the beginning. Uh, I don't have time to go into now all the life coaching that goes in uh, with uh, decluttering. But it's like a muscle, like when you go to exercise class and it hurts the first time, the second time gets easier, the third time gets easier. The first step is always decluttering. What happens with people is that they right away go into maintenance. They try to maintain, they read a book, they, uh, they go shopping. And that's step number like four or five. If you don't wow. go through the steps in order, you will never, ever be successful. Okay. Wow. So we, first we declutter. Okay. Then we organize. We organize according to these rules of organization. Well, I just want to go through the, the picture right. of the chart. Yeah. And then we can go through the rules of organization. We assign a home, not just homes, but appropriate homes. They have to make sense, right? So I'll just give a quick example. If you have an office in the back of your house or upstairs or downstairs and you walk in with the mail, where does the mail go when it's in your hand when you walk into your house? On the counter, <laughs> on the table. It doesn't right, go right, make it to the office. Never right. makes it to the office. So even though you assigned the home for the mail in the office, it's not working because the mail goes from your hand onto the table. So you kind of need, a, a, we, I work with people. You're not going to run upstairs or downstairs and in between to, to go. Right. Where so when I go, say when organize, it, yeah. when mm-hmm. I say organize, I mean, you have to organize according to, I, I very much like to organize according to what is going to happen. I don't want anyone working too hard on themselves, right? Like we, we have too much to, to worry about. So I want, I want to organize the systems in the house according to really what's going to happen. So if the mail is going to be in your hand and you're going to land, it's going to land on the table. You need a bin. Yeah, no, then you can buy a bin. But that's at, when second, good, good. It goes like this. Declutter, yeah. organize, buy. That's how it goes. Okay? Oh, I see. I so see. first you declutter. Then yeah, you got that right. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> so if you see Bye. that after you organize, you really need to buy something, then you can make your shopping list. But then you could also feel legitimate about it because you really decluttered. You got rid of all the junk. You tried very hard to organize without going shopping. And now you see you need in a bin for this spot, for this mail on this table. And you know exactly what to buy. You don't just like go, you know, I once went to, I, I, I like to shop a lot in Ikea. This is what we have here in Artisrael is Ikea. And I see this lady looking at some contraption in Ikea. And she's like, this looks so useful. What can we use it for? <laughs> like, and really you have to know in advance exactly the size, exactly the piece, exactly for what purpose it's right. going to serve. And then you can buy it. So it goes declutter, organize correctly. We'll talk about that soon. 
then if you need to, you can buy. I'm not the, one of those professional organizers that makes you the whole long shopping list that costs thousands of dollars more than you thought you were going to spend. You only buy if you need to. And then we can work on maintaining. Usually people start with maintaining and they're like, I don't know, there's something wrong with me. I just don't have it. It's just not my thing. And, uh, but that's because you didn't declutter, you didn't organize, you didn't buy the right things. You just bought some things and stuck it in your house. And once that's all set up, maintaining is a breeze. I promise you it's a breeze for the people who have gone through my program. Uh, it doesn't take effort. Of course, you have to do something, but like, it's fun. You're not lazy. You wake up in the morning and you just do it. Whoops. You just keep hitting my microphone. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, uh, hold on. We had, a, we had somebody who interrupted. Wait, hold on. Just tell one. Tell one me. last point. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we work on time management. So very, and we'll talk about time management soon. People think time management at the top of the list. Time management is last. Usually after you go through all those steps, you don't need to work on time management. So you had said something to me in the pre-show interview. You said, oh, a time management has nothing to do with time. Explain that because I thought that was like a, okay. you know, so, a game changer. Uh, let's think of an example. Okay, here's a good example. Uh, I worked with somebody who she had her desk in her living room. Here in Arctic, so we don't have a lot of space, right? So her office was like behind closed doors in her, in her not, well, actually wasn't. At that point, it wasn't behind closed doors. Now it is. Um, it was in her living room and she worked all day in the living room. And she called me. She said, Yael, you must help me with time management. I can never get my living room ready for Shabbos. It takes me hours and hours and hours to clean up my desk. And, you know, we have lots of guests for Shabbos. And it's so embarrassing. And I don't have time to make Shabbos. I'm just spending the whole hour of Shabbos cleaning up my desk. Help me with time management. And I said, well, you know, we, 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 I came to her house. I said, well, like, let's take a look at your desk. And we decluttered and we organized and we made file folders. So it was just as easy to, you know, dump the paper into the right spot, the correct spot as it was to put it on the desk. And she didn't have to clean up before Shabbos. So we solved the time management problem by home organization. And that happens a lot. Also with laundry, right? The laundry, the the piles, the folding, the, I don't have to tell you the laundry story. So, right. So if by just getting rid of, a lot of the clothes in the closet, the pants that the kids don't like and the pants that are just in cases and the out of style and the too tight. And we solve the time management laundry problem because there's just, you know, a few things in the drawer, one or two things in the wash, something's on the body, right? And there was just no issue. Laundry became a non-issue because there weren't so many things to fold and to process. So, and then I can give you example after example of how home organization solves the time management issue. Of course, after all that, there's still, you know, things that you can learn in time management. I'm not, I do give a class on time management, but I never give it first. I always give it last. And I, and if someone says they have help with time, they need help with time management, I'll always tell them, well, what does your house look like? And they're like, what are you talking about? What does it matter? I said, it's, it's completely 100% related. Okay. I have, I have a, qu- a question of my own, but I, uh, okay. Can I? Yeah, no. I, so somebody actually okay. responded on Facebook to when you said that you open up your, you go into your room and what's the first thing you do is you go get bins. She said, yes, that's what I do. Amazon or the container store, LOL. Um, someone is asking, she says, I feel like my mother's generations are all hoarders. Um, my mother's oh, generation hoarders. hoarders. They hoard hoarders. things. They keep things. Exactly. The generation of like the Holocaust survivors who hold on to everything and don't want to let go because they're afraid they may not have. Right. She says her mother can't let go of her parents' furniture and just keeps picking up more free things. So there's all this stuff. How does she help her to do your first step, which is get rid of things? 
Okay, so I cannot help a Holocaust survivor. I can't go, I'm not, you need to be a, you know, psychologist, psychiatrist to help an actual Holocaust survivor, meaning these people are in their late 70s, 80s now. But if you're a, a child or a grandchild of a survivor who grew up with those same concepts, but you didn't live the concepts, you didn't go through the Holocaust, you weren't starving and you weren't, you know, furnitureless and clothesless. So I can't help those people, but I can help because that needs a lot of therapy and I don't know that, but I can help their children and I can help their grandchildren who are suffering from this, you know, it comes down, the hushkaf has come down. Um, so in our day and age, we can help ourselves by seeing the bigger picture, but someone who went through such a trauma, I'm not, I don't know the answer to that. No. Wow. Wow. Um, but in, in meanwhile, so should, should the daughter, should you, should you, the, the daughter should just work on her own non-hoarding tactics? What would that, yeah. what would that, what, what would that look like? So, okay. So then there's questions that I, that I go through the, the, it's, it's like a little bit of like life coaching. Um, there's questions that I go through either in the class or, or with the client. You know, the first thing is like, you know, when was the last time you use this? do you really need this? You know, will you ever fix this? Like, you know, that your favorite black skirt that's with the broken zipper that's been hanging in your closet for ages, but you can't give it away because it's your favorite, but you haven't gotten around to fixing it. Right. I have a whole list of questions. Uh, uh, will the space, is, is the space that this object is taking up more valuable than the object itself? Let's say like with furniture, you can't throw away the furniture. So like, Floor space is, is, you know, a commodity, like you're wasting money. You're wasting, you're wasting a lot more by having the furniture than by getting rid of it. So I have a list of 10 questions that you can like commit, you, you could like ask yourself. And I ask the, the, the client to come up with like the one or two that like, oh, that, that's it. That's the question. And then when they find their two questions uh, and I can send that to you, you know, if you want. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we, we can, we want to uh, ra- rattle them off now. Could you have them right there? I don't have it in front of me. But also I want to get back to number two, which was. But I just want to tell you, but then, yeah. and then when you, when you hit that question, then you keep asking yourself those two questions as you're trying to get rid of things. And it works. It, it works. You mean in terms of decluttering. If this sounds like it's very time consuming, like, like really, like my kids are home with COVID my I'm this, you know, I mean, I'm just speaking for all the women, like we're, we're cooking, you know, a lot of people weren't eating out as, you know, eating out at all and, or taking in. So we've, we've had a lot on our plate right now. This seems like, uh, another huge project, like making pesa. You know what? We don't really have a choice. It, it depends. Meaning like if you're, if you're really not managing, then you don't have a choice. You're going to suffer more. So you, you just do it. You can do it with your kids. It is an investment, but, and it takes, let's say it's like, if you're rusty at the beginning, like it does take some like emotional energy, physical energy afterwards, it becomes so invigorating. It becomes addictive and, and it's fun. I, I know, I know it sounds crazy. It's not just me. It, my clients tell me this. It, it's fun. It's invigorating. The house runs so beautifully that yes, it's an effort, but like it, it's worth the effort. We, we don't really have a choice. You're saying it's the decluttering that is the freeing thing or it's the being organized that's the freeing thing? The whole process, first decluttering, then organizing, maintaining becomes a breeze and you can't believe it. You just have nothing left to do. Like you can go to work and everything's done and you can make right. dinner and you can make Shabbos and you're finished. You bench lift on time and it's all done. And, and it's just so, it's amazing. 
But yeah. you have, but right, like you said, it could take a month, it could take two months, it could take three months, it could take six months. I, I consider my my plan as the I'm not the band-aid. A band-aid is a cleaning lady, and a band-aid is a trip to the container store, if that's even a band-aid. I consider myself the antibiotics. So, like when you're going for you know medical treatment, it takes time and then you get there and then you succeed. And this is the correct way to do things. It's the correct way to do things, and it takes time. I don't see how we really have, we don't have a choice, especially in COVID. What do you mean we don't have a choice? You you keep saying that. I don't understand what you mean by that. Our homes have to run. We're living in a state of crisis all the time. The kids are all home. The kids are all hungry. You know, mothers have to work today. We don't have the liberty to have a house that doesn't run well. I don't feel that people really have a choice. Wow. You mean, in other words, this, you ha- this is something everybody has to do. And if you're not doing it, you're just suffering yourself for no good reason. Right. And it's not hard. It's just right. Like you said, it is an investment of time. Sometimes it's an investment of money. But, uh, but we invest in things that are important to us. You know, I, I always tell people, how much did you spend on your dress for the chasana? <laughs> we spend money on such stupid things. Spend money on fixing up your life forever. Why not? Wow. Wow. Very, very good. I want to ask, let's go to the organizing thing. Cause I think that's why we got the crowd here is because everyone wants to hear the, the, the organizing thing. I just had a question for you because someone once told me some people are vertical, uh, vertical. Yeah, that's vertical. Uh, some people are vertical people and some people are horizontal people. So you, you know, if you're I, like on my desk, I had, you know, I'd, I'd file folders all this way and everything was like this way and nothing got it put in the thing in the where in the proper place that it was supposed to be okay as soon as I went horizontal and I had those trays that were horizontal everything got put in the right place okay so, so what's I, your question is that is there validity I mean I, I guess yes I well vertical it's, it's interesting I would most people like vertical vertical is view I can see anything that's vertical I could see if I'm flipping through papers I could see all of the papers when they're standing up horizontal means hidden right? You like that? Vertical is V, view. Horizontal is hidden. If it's horizontal, so you only see what's on top. So the same thing in closets. If you have a pile of shirts, if it's horizontally folded, you just see the top shirt. If it's folded like a filing cabinet, you see all the shirts. How do you you keep a shirt vertical? I'm confused. Imagine folding it and then standing it sideways. And if they're packed in nicely, they don't tip over. And you your, 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 your shirts, like a filing cabinet. Most people actually like vertical because then you see all your shirts at the same time and all your papers at the same time, people get nervous when they don't see the paper and horizontal. That means you're very organized. If, If you like horizontal, that means that you're very organized. You have confidence that what you're looking for is on the bottom and you know, it's there. You don't even have to like make a mess. I would think right. that horizontal. I actually have more- it in a bin. I have all, you know, in a bin and I tilt it sideways and go like that. But, but, but what it did for me, instead of ev- looking at everything and feel like, ah, it's like, I, I only, the most important thing was on the top and that, uh, you know, I could look at or whatever and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, uh, I guess it's different for me, for each person, but yeah, it's revolutionary. Yeah, it revolutionized how I access things. Okay, so let's go through organization and um, uh, number two, which is organization, and give it and and you know you can explain to us how we do that. Okay, so I went through the process. There's the cluttering, organizing, uh, buying if you need to, maintaining and time management. What I want to focus now on is the organizing part. There's some rules of organization that people don't know. Organization doesn't mean 
moving something from one place to another. Like, what did you do? Like, it feels good and it lasts for about an hour until the kids come home. But um, there's rules of organization. The first rule of organization is motion-mindedness. Motion-mindedness means the amount of motions it takes to reach something or put something away will determine if you're going to actually put it away. So imagine... Uh, you want your kids to hang up their coats, right? So they come in with, uh, I guess, LA, it doesn't get hot and it doesn't get cold. But uh, imagine you're wearing coats, right? And uh, uh, you come in with your coat and you want, okay, guys, hang up your coats. So they have to open the closet. That's one motion. Take out a hanger. That's another motion. Take off their coat, okay? Then put it on one side of the hanger, the other side of the hanger, maybe give it a button, put it back in the closet, close the closet. That's like a lot of motions, mm-hmm. right? If you have hooks and the hooks are the height of your child, they just go like this, boop, one motion, right? So the, the less motions you have, uh, the more likely someone will put something away. So when people complain, oh, my kids don't help, or my husband's a mess, blah, 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 blah. So I'll say, you know, let's just make your house more motion-minded. I have a funny story. Um, they, this client that I was by, they, they had in the, in the frontal closet, like a shelf for the husband's hat and talus bag and, and whatever. I don't know if he couldn't reach it or like anytime he pulled it out, something fell over and took its place. Uh-huh. So he couldn't, he couldn't get it there. And he used to hang his hat on the most motion minded place available, which was like a handle of, of a cabinet as he's walking into the kitchen. And like, that was the place for his hat. And, and I said, look, this, he's not doing anything. She's like, oh, my husband, he's not doing anything wrong. This is the most convenient place to put his hat. So let's just make a more convenient place to put his hat. And then he'll put it there. He doesn't have a problem. No one's out to make our lives difficult, believe it or not. There's people do what's easy for them. So the first rule in, in, in assigning appropriate homes, which is organization, is to create homes that are motion-minded for the toys, for the kids. If you want a child to put away their clothes, they have to be able to reach the shelf in their closet. Do you want them to put away the toys? And when they, you pull out a toy, one can't fall over in its place, but it has to be the spots sitting there waiting for the toy to come back, easy access back. And, and then maybe we could put in some of our, you know, child education uh, skills and teach our kids to do something. But as long as it's not motion minded, we have no hope of teaching anybody anything, including ourselves. So that's when you said like, aren't we lazy? We're not lazy. We just like things to be motion-minded. So I would spend a lot of time and effort and even money uh, buying what I need and doing, you know, rearranging things to make things motion-minded. And then cleanup is a cinch. It's just as easy to put it in the right place as it is to put it in the wrong place. So that's the first step of home organization. It's the most powerful step. That's like the most important information I can give you tonight. Is, so is let's, motion- give me a bunch of examples of motion mind because the hat I get, the toys being in the right place, the, you know, like, I'm, oh, you're looking at your notes there. Oh, sorry. And I made you take your glasses off. Yes. I said a meanie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, and we're getting questions in here too. Um, okay. Maybe ask your question while she's reading her notes. Okay. No, I, I mean, I could tell you. You tell okay. me, whatever. Uh, no, go ahead. When, yeah. Okay. No, um, somebody is just asking, but what happens if you're, what they're saying is if your motion minded is not their motion minded, meaning right, you right, don't per exactly. se want to okay, put, I'll give you don't you want a hat in that area. Yeah. Excellent question. So laundry. Okay. We have a choice, ladies. We could either make it motion minded for the child to get his clothing in the hamper, or we can make it motion minded for us to do the laundry quickly every day. You really can't usually do both. Right. So 
So I like to do the laundry every day. So I have my hampers that is very easy. I could just go boom, boom, boom. I put it in a wash in two seconds before I go to work in the morning. But I might find, yes, even in my house, socks on the floor in the kids' room, pajamas on the floor that were supposed to be in the hamper. And I don't mind that this is where this is where the intellect comes in. I know that I set up my laundry to be motion-minded for me to do the laundry. And it's not so convenient for my kids to get it to the hamper. They have to walk there, right? Big they have to walk there. <laughs> we get right? it. We get it. Don't, so, don't, don't ask. Yeah. So I don't mind picking up their laundry from their bed, from the floor. Now it does usually get there because it's in the laundry. It's in the, it's in the bathroom. So like, it's very likely there's a, there's a high chance that it could get from the bathroom to the laundry hamper. But when it doesn't, I'm okay with that because I chose to make the hamper system motion-minded for me and not for my kids. Right. I chose that. Some people won't do that. They'll decide, okay, I'll spend the time sorting and what I want my laundry sorted already. So I, I I want the hamper system sorted. It's motion minded for me. Some people will prefer to have a hamper in every bedroom, but then they have to spend, you know, a long time sorting the laundry, but it's motion minded for the kids. So there's no laundry on the floor, but it's not motion minded for me. So that that's like an example that, that answers your question. Um, What's another example of, uh, let's say a, Brushing your daughter's hair in the morning, right? Where do we keep the brushes usually, like the kids' brushes? It's like upstairs in her bedroom with the hair stuff. And then you're like quickly doing her hair before she runs out to school. And you're in the kitchen usually, right? So there's a brush now on the, on the, on the kitchen counter. Who's bringing that brush upstairs? Not me, not her. <laughs> Who's bringing it upstairs? Wow. So, so I tell the ladies, have two brushes. One upstairs with the hair stuff and one you make a in the junk drawer i don't like i don't want to call it a junk drawer we like to think it's like a it's a thought out junk drawer okay (laughs) there's a brush in there and it belongs there actually so that it'll be put away the second i finish using it right you understand what i'm saying an extra three dollars and problem solved (laughs) And, and that, that why didn't you lot. put your brush away? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Examples. Okay. Uh, another example is oh, <laughs> your husband's pockets. Every home needs a pocket dump for their husband. We have pocketbooks. Men, maybe they have a briefcase. Briefcase. From my experience, they just have pockets. Lots of pockets everywhere. And when they come home, they like dump their pockets. So. If they're going to dump their pockets, and you're going to get upset that it's like dumped on the counter or dumped on the table or dumped wherever. Just make a beautiful bin. Go buy a bin. A bin. <laughs> and put it in the place where he's standing where he when he dumps his pockets. You understand? That's again using the, the rule of motion mindedness um, to keep the house to keep the house organized. There are more rules. I don't know if you want to ask me more questions or I should go on with more yeah, rules. Yeah, no, just keep going with these because these are fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Then after motion minded, there's prime real estate. It's kind of similar. Prime real estate is exactly what it sounds like, meaning the places that are easiest to reach, uh, those are the, th- that's where I'm going to keep my things that I use all the time. So if I'm a coffee drinker, I'm going to have coffee like one movement away. If I'm using my sandwich maker, it's going to be like right there in the top drawer. Um, you're, you're not going to put, uh, 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 you're not going to put something that you use never or use sometimes in prime real estate. So I was working in someone's house once and she was looking at place for a place for a hamper system near her washing machine. They want the, it was in the kitchen and I see this like big cubby. I don't know what it was, a cabinet right next to the washer dryer. And it was, there was like a machine in there. I'm like, this is where your hamper should go. What is this thing? It's like, Oh, 
it's a broken microwave. <laughs> I'm like, what's it doing here? You know, it was a prime real estate for laundry. Like she's hiring me, paying me money to find out where she should put her hamper. There's a spot right next to the washing machine. She doesn't see it. Like you don't see your own house, you know? Wow. And in her prime real estate, she put a broken microwave. I'm like, what's that doing here? She's like, well, you know, maybe we're going to fix it. I'm like, okay, put it on the calendar when you're going to fix it. If it's not fixed by the day that you chose, throw it in the garbage, you know, or give it away or, or, or whatever. But prime real estate, it, the things that you're using often, not just, not just the less motions, but it also has to be um, in prime real estate. I also use that rule, the, that rule in reverse, meaning let's say school supplies. I don't want my kids feeling very free to like lose their erasers and lose their pencils because they could very easily just take another one from the drawer. I actually use the rule, the rule in reverse and I put my school supplies very high up and very far away so that it's to pr- promote them looking for their lost eraser um, mm-hmm. than actually just like going to take another one, you know, um, you know, and, and, and things like that. That's the second rule is prime real estate. The third rule of, or again, we're decluttering, organizing, under organizing, there's three rules. There's motion-minded, prime real estate, and now there's grouping. We try to group items that we use together, together, and also near the place where, we're using them. So that's why in kitchen design, we'll put a, you know, a drawer for the oil and the vinegar, or whatever, right by the stove, you know, that that's uh, following the rule of, of grouping. Or if you have enough space in your kitchen you can make yourself a baking basket with everything you need for baking or baking cabinet with your mixer and your supplies. And your, and even if you have vanilla in a different cabinet, but you're also going to have a vanilla in the baking cabinet. And even if you use baking paper, you have, two, you have, you have two, um, Maybe supplies in the same thing. So and baking paper, you're saying you'd have one there and you'd also have one with the with the uh, plastic bags or whatever. Right. Because and then you can just take out your, you know, your baking basket and that's grouping that. So you don't have to circle around your kitchen a thousand times to get everything you need and then circle around again to put it all away. Right. So those three rules, motion minded, prime real estate and grouping, those are the that's how you organize. But not until you declutter. You got to declutter first. You don't have space to do any of this if you didn't declutter. And there's yeah, only clutter. Dina actually, Dina actually from Tony Times Livestream said, so clever this idea of motion mindedness. And Ariella Vitora Anytime's Livestream says, hi, we're a young family in Israel. We were just starting and not financially independent. I worry to declutter something, example, an empty suitcase, that we don't have funds to replace. Any advice? Oh, that's good. Okay, good. That's a good question that's asked. I get that a lot. Um, so ask yourself, I mean, depend, a young couple, the truth is uh, like Shana Mishona couples, young couples, I'm more gentle with them because they really don't know what they're going to need. You, you don't know. You don't know yet if you're a baker, if you're, you, you just don't know who you're going to become. Um, a few years down the line, I do try to make people commit, meaning like at some point in your life, you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't, do, I don't, I don't bake. I don't do those fancy chocolate things. I don't need those molds, you know, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't use, I don't use this bread machine. My kids hate the bread, the bread that comes out of the bread machine. I can get rid of it. At some point you, you do develop, you have to pay attention when that moment comes, but you, you, uh, I'm still working on that. (laughs) No, you, you for sure know what you do and what you don't do. At some point we become, we come up with like a mahalach of how we run things and we know what we use and what we don't use. So depending on what it is, meaning like if you can imagine using this in the next set this to answer this person's question, give yourself a time frame. Will I use this in the next two years? Will I use this in the next five years? Let's say, let's be generous. 
if you don't think you can, if you can't think of like why you would use it in the next five years, then get rid of it. But I do like people to commit to like a time frame, and then they pick the time frame, and then I use it again. You know, that you use it against them. Then I <laughs> right. then like that. Meaning, if you haven't used some, no, it's hard with COVID. So like, like we're using all kinds of things that we haven't used before. It still doesn't legitimize. I'll give you a funny story. I have a friend who's a professional organizer, and she threw out. I'm trying, she threw out all the. I don't know if it was the winter shoes. Yeah, the winter shoes. Her kids had sandals. And she, and she threw out all the winter shoes that were ratty. She was going to like buy new shoes. She hadn't yet bought new shoes and it rained and her kids had sandals. And someone said to her, they had no, no shoes to wear for the rain. Cause she threw out, she threw, you know, here and there. So we don't keep tons and tons and tons of shoes. Cause there's really no room. She said, I still don't regret throwing out all those shoes. I would rather err. I would rather make a mistake here that have my whole house a big you know junk pile of all the things that I might need one day you know because maybe I'll need it one day and just because you actually needed it one day doesn't legitimize living in a mess your whole life that's awesome okay yeah yeah Ariella who you answered the question for about the decluttering said wow thank you so so much um someone's asking on Facebook what about school projects? I feel like it's endless. My kids get offended when I have to throw things out. What do you mean, like a like a diagram, like a like? What do you yeah, mean? any any school project. They made a, a, a diagram. Okay, good question. Okay, so you have to. Okay, I have a few things to say about this. Anything that takes up space in your life needs a spot in your home. Okay, so that comes with. Let's say let's say you you have a craft that you like to do. You have to, let's say your husband is a, you know, a handyman or I don't know what. He needs an entire closet for his stuff. You need an entire cabinet for your arts and crafts and beading and whatever it is that you're into. People that kind of like stick it into the junk drawer and stick it in. No, if it takes space in your life and space in your heart, it needs space in your home. So, so too with kids projects, right? We have kids, they're going to bring home projects. So it needs a space in our home, just like the milk, like just like everything else. So you have to, I tell people to put, you know, display shelves. Now that I'm an interior designer, so I have lots of great ideas, but you can put display shelves up high. Um, By the way, you you didn't ask this question, but there's also like the Playmobil contraptions and the Lego contraptions that the kids make and they don't want it to be broken. Where are those things supposed to be on display, right? Same, same idea. You have one thing you're saying around the uh, perimeter, you just take a board and have them on those L shaped things or whatever, go around the You make it pretty. Yeah. And, and, and like the playroom or in a bedroom, not in the living room. Right. Uh, But, but, but somewhere where it actually acts as a design feature, you also have like some gigantic bulletin board somewhere. Sometimes it's in the kitchen. Sometimes it's in the playroom, um, you know, for the pictures and stuff. And then when it's all full, the, you know, the shelves are full, and the board is full and they come home with, you know, now they're coming home with, uh, you know, a bonfire, Lagba Omer bonfire, Shimon Bayerchai, a big thing, you know, <laughs> they say, okay, sweetheart, which one should we throw out or not throw out, excuse me, which one should maybe throw out, which one should we take down? Now, I promise you there's something there from a year ago or a year and a half ago or two years ago. And they'll be like, oh, that's a, I don't, I don't, that's a stupid one. I made that when I was, you know, whatever, seven, throw it out. You know, it's just they sit there collecting dust. You know, if you either throw it out or give it to Bubby. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm sorry, Bubby. Uh, But uh, meaning they choose which picture is coming off the bulletin board and which, which, uh, you know, 
contraption is coming off the shelf and they're part of the decision process. It's the greatest thing you could do for your child. The greatest lesson you could teach your child is how to declutter when they're little to choose which to take off and which to put on. It's, it's, it's a lesson for life that you're giving them. It's so funny Leah, that she says that because my kids sometimes will make me, let's say it's school, you know, macaroni necklaces or, you know, you love when they like the teachers trying to get rid of macaroni and they end up coming home with a necklace. And of course it's like, mommy, that's for you. The necklace is for you, you know? And always, always I'm like, oh, this is too beautiful. We should give it to Nana. (laughs) (laughs) My poor mother-in-law is like constantly getting like, you know, porcelain projects and handprints. And it's like, and and it's all signed to her. And of course she can't, you know, dump it. So she's like, wow. You made her into a hoarder. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So let's let's go through. So we, now you went through number two, which was organization. You had the three different uh, things. Is there anything else we need to know from the organization? organizing. I have to tell you that we spent more time talking about organization, but anyone who listens to me know that I usually spend much more time talking about decluttering. If you're going to pick one, declutter. Don't bother organizing. If you declutter, you won't have to organize. So it's really decluttering. Then we organize. Then we buy. Okay. We we, we know how to buy. I don't have to tell you how to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Then maintaining becomes very, very easy. Then we come up, then you can come up with like a routine. Then then a little bit of time management can come in. Do you like to do things, you know, as they happen, or do you like to do things at the end of the day? I personally get very overwhelmed to see a very big pile of dishes at the end of the day. I'd rather wash them as they go into the sink. But everybody, that's where like your own personal uh, you know, preferences uh, preferences come in and we mm-hmm. tailor make a, you know, a maintenance plan according to like your personality, you like doing things. Some people's like, no, just Thursday, Thursday, I'm going to do everything. And so, okay. So I just have a question for you because decluttering is the emotional drama of the century. And it's like, Ooh, you know, that's what those baby sweaters from this kid and the, you know, whatever this one, uh, this, the shirt they always wore when we used to go on vacation, whatever it is, there's the sentimental things. There's the, I mean, that microwave that doesn't work. I get it. You probably, you know, if you have a, a $200 unit of something and you are, oh, should I replace it? Should I, you know, like that, those are different. So the, there's the emotional aspect, then there's the cost thing, but mostly the thing about decluttering is, is, oh yeah I really should get to that someday like to make that like a now thing that okay right now I'm gonna make this happen that just seems like in the too hard basket I'm just trying to survive we do have dinner tonight thank you very much you know why like, not yeah. you can order yeah. pizza Leah by the way someone's asking with the same kind of line of questioning is 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 do you need someone else to help you declutter because decluttering seems to be something that you don't want to let go of things. And do you need a second opinion of someone saying, no, just get rid of it? It helps to have a clutter buddy. If you don't want to hire a professional organizer, which could get quite expensive, it helps to have what's called the clutter buddy, where she comes to help you one day, and then the next day you come to help her. Um, and it's very easy to see. My husband helps me declutter my own stuff. He's like, you don't wear that. <laughs> I don't see it myself. You know, I could very easy to see it in other people's houses. Um, but you can do that with a friend. And it's very nice, meaning as long as, you know, you're okay with each other and like you have a good relationship, 
Um, so let your friend come to your house and help you. And then the next day you go to her house and, and help her. Um, well, sorry, Leigh, but what was the question that you just asked me? My me question to- was about the stress. Uh, it just seems like in the too hard basket, like in other words, you had all these steps that sounded really kind of fun and motion and, you know, whatever, like, Oh, I'm going to start thinking a different way, which is exactly okay. what I okay, I remember your question. Yeah. But mine is that, Oh, look, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to that closet. Oh my gosh. And if so it was unfortunately, closet, get to it. there's not just, unfortunately, one. I'm hoping that this class will be, you know, get people to start going through these things. Unfortunately, what happens is people hit rock bottom, whether it's, you know, their kids aren't getting to school on time or they can't hold down a job or they have shalom bias problems. Yeah, Hashem makes a lot of these shiduchim where the husband's very neat and the wife is not. And, you know, they get to a place where like, they have, they, they just, they don't, they don't have a choice. Meaning they, they call me or they decide to do it because, they realize that they must fix this if they want to continue. You don't want to hit that place. You know, if I can inspire you now from this class, you don't want to hit that place to have to start doing this. Just start. It's fun. What do you mean to start doing this? You don't want, oh, you mean another way? You don't want to start the whole organization process. You don't want to hit rock bottom. You don't want to get into fights with your husband. You don't. Do do you you have any, you know, because I mean, some people just aren't in crisis about it. Their their life is just going along. You know, it's kind of like a a train that's going along a track and the wheel is kind of crooked. It's going, I also say, okay, if it's not bothered, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Hashem didn't tell anybody that you have to be organized. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Torah. Right? Okay, okay. You know, if, if you're, it doesn't bother your husband, it doesn't bother your children, it doesn't bother you, who cares? If it's bothering you, so you're going to fix it. It's not bad. I once worked by somebody who was unbelievable. Their, I think the social services were after them. Their house was not beyond, not to be believed. It, it, I, I can't even describe it to you. She hired me, not for like her house. She hired me because beautiful, actually. Um, she was working at night and her husband, her husband learns at night and he had to learn in the house now because she was work. She was going out to work. So he had a babysit and he was going to learn in the house and their dining room table was like covered. <laughs> and she wanted me to make better homes for all the things that lived on the dining room table so that he could learn there at night. And that's what we did. I'm like, well, you know, when we finished that, I'm like, well, you know, what about like, that room and that room and that room, you know, and she's like, that's fine. You know, like, and it didn't bother her. It didn't bother her husband. didn't affect their life. So, 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 so forget about it. If it's not, if it ain't fixed, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. So, but you, but for people who feel like, wow, if I was organized, I'd have a clearer head. I mean, what, what would, you know, what, what, do you have any tricks for how to get to that very first class? Yeah, Leah, someone on Facebook is saying it bothers me so much when I'm not organized that sometimes it paralyzes me. Okay, good. So, what's the word? Oh, procrastination. That's really what you're asking, right? Why do we procrastinate? Okay. okay. So, it's, this is part of a little bit time, and we're getting to time management. Um, when I teach time management, we talk a little bit about procrastination. Uh, I wish I could remember where I read this, but people. One of the mis, mis, what's the word? The misinformation, there's a better word for this, um, about, about procrastination is people think they have to be inspired to do something. And it's actually not true. You actually have to start and then either you'll be inspired or you won't. But like usually the inspiration comes when you see the results, when you're living the results. And it, it, so you have to just trust me for the first time. <laughs> but when you're, you, you, you just start and then, the results of the first time will inspire you for the next time. 
Uh, but it's not true that you have to wait for inspiration to get started. I, although this class, I hope, will be your inspiration. But on a regular Sunday morning, don't wait for that feeling of inspiration. No one's ever inspired to do their taxes. No one's ever, I don't know anyone who likes washing the dishes. Don't wait for inspiration. It's not coming. Just start, <laughs> just start. And then the results will inspire you. Oh, that's so, so you're saying that the, the first closet you do or the junk drawer, the first thing, should you suggest people start with their worst crisis in their house or the easiest thing to accomplish? When I go to someone's house, I ask them for the worst area. uh, Someone who's never done this before should definitely not do the worst area. If you're hiring an organizer, definitely start with the worst area. You're paying her money, tackle it. Once you do your worst area, you'll be able to do the rest of the house. So if you're working with a professional, start with your worst area. If you're working on your own, Work with somewhere in the middle, not, not your easiest area, because you've probably done that a few times already. You don't even need to do that. Do something in the middle, so, somewhere in the middle. Interesting. Okay, good. Okay. And we yeah, have- yeah. Someone's actually saying on um, Facebook, the inspiration part is great life advice in general. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, you know, being inspired on what to do things. Um, so someone is just saying, what happens if you go through all these steps and you really set up your whole house beautifully and then you know, your husband, or even if you try to make it as accommodating to all of them, your husband, they're not saying kids, they're saying husband, because it seems the kids, we can let them get away with things when our husband doesn't follow the rules. (laughs) We get more upset. How do you deal with that? Okay, so we're talking about a healthy relationship, right? In in a healthy relationship where there's proper communication between husband and wife, in general, um, the husband, this is like, you get into this, you say it's like a diet, like you get very into it. And they feel it. They feel you're getting a whole routine. They feel the energy. They -hmm. feel the house functioning better. They notice you're lighting candles for Shabbos earlier. They feel it. They experience it. They love it. And then it happens. The magic happens. It could take a few months. I I have like, I have tons of stories like this. You know, everyone's like right away. Oh, my husband. I'm like, just leave him alone. And there's plenty of things that you have to clean up before he gets to his stuff. I promise you do your thing, do the kitchen, do your bedroom, your stuff in your bedroom. Don't touch his stuff. Leave him out of it. Do, uh, you know, there's the whole house basically, except for like his stuff. And, you know, so a, a lady tried it a few months later, she comes home on a Sunday. Her husband's like dumping shirts out of his closet, dumping, dumping, dumping. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, this is yellow. This is torn. This is stained. I don't need this. She's like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? He's like, I see it, it works. It just works. So basically stay quiet, keep your cool, do your thing. And it will rub off on everybody else. I promise you. I promise you know, you. You know what's amazing is that's exactly stims. That's exactly, uh, exactly what we talk about in terms of, uh, you know, our Shalom Bias Masura, which is that, you know, work on what you need to do to be a wife and your husband will turn into the best husband ever, you know, but it's, it's not because you pointed your finger and wagged and said, you should do this and you should be organized. You should straighten up your, uh, look how you should leave your, your socks on the floor, you know, that they, yeah, that it comes with. So that's definitely, definitely good. Okay. We have time for one last question and then we have to. We, yeah, no. No, people are just saying it's all amazing. They just asked if she could just take them. I mean, it's, we don't have that much time, but take them through like one room, let's say walking into your bedroom. Like, is there something you could say to yourself? I'm going to start with the closet. I'm going to start with my drawers. Like, where do you start when you just walk in? Okay. Start with your night table. (laughs) The problem with your night table is that 
the the first step in, in in you have to like when you're assigning a home you have to like decide what belongs there so like in a kitchen it's like kind of obvious like this is the drawer for the cutlery and this is the drawer for the pots in a bedroom the clothing closet okay like maybe we our night table it doesn't have a uh, 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 like what belongs in a night table like just whatever like was on your bed that you like you want to like go to sleep so like you dump it so first you declutter your night table take out of there uh pens, dirty tissues, uh, your old diary, mishpacha magazines from, uh, you know, I don't know how, how way back, mm-hmm. take out all the stuff that's not relevant and keep there like just a few things that you need. And if it's, it could be your night table is not the right size or not the right shape, or it doesn't have enough drawers or whatever. Um, and that's also where we didn't talk about this at all, but that's where, where design comes in. Uh, this is also a very important detail. Very often, it's just because your house is not set up correctly. You might need to buy a new piece of furniture, even though you have one, because the the, the furniture is not serving its purpose for you. You know, I, I say this a lot with in kids' rooms. They have like these big beds, um, and they, they, the room doesn't work because the beds are filling up the whole room. Like, get little beds. They're little kids. Get little beds, and then you have more room to work around. Same thing with a night table. If you see your night table, maybe you need drawers. Maybe you just have a nightstand, and you have a lot of stuff by your bed, and you need drawers. Don't be afraid to invest in some furniture. Like, feel legitimate about investing in furniture or rearranging the room. Uh, could be, like, the traffic is not working in the room. Could be the, the dynamics of the house. I just worked with somebody. She had no garage and no front hall. And she had bicycles and the entrance open to her living room. And she had bicycles and carriages in her living room. Wow. And she's like, help me organize. I'm like, you need, you need a, you need a, you need a garage. Like, I'll organize it. Like, where are you supposed to put this? Sometimes you literally need to. So what invest- did she do? What did she end up doing? So we're in the middle. We're, we're, we're in the middle, but uh, I'm saying you, you, so you, maybe you have to like build a little shed outside, but people don't think like that. Like, I don't want to spend money, but where are you supposed to put your bicycle? You can't park it in front of the house. It's going to be stolen. You, where are you supposed to put your three carriages, your double, your single, and your pack, you know, pack and go. So if you don't have a front hall and you don't have a garage, you got to build something. So design is a very important part of this picture as well. Like th- setting things up technically, technically correctly. Wow. Right. So very quickly, because Debbie from Facebook is asking and is going to get the, her question in. We only have about um, 30 seconds. I know, left. 30 okay. seconds. Okay. They're renovating their home. She just wants to know if you have any advice on what type of furniture to keep. To keep? Meaning what kind of furniture to get rid of? What furniture you say, no, that's going to stay. You, I'll tell you, you how to figure it out. You make a list of what you're keeping in the furniture and like what your needs are for the room. And with that, with your picture in mind the function function comes first then you can make decisions on what to keep and what and what to toss okay. can't tell you in 30 seconds or less exactly. yeah. <laughs> okay now so yeah uh, tell people how they how they can reach you okay uh you can reach me at yaelwiesner.com or yael at yaelwiesner.com that's my email address y-a-e-l w-i-e-s-n-e-r yael okay, and it'll be t- typed in the thing before this was Awesome. I feel like a whole, we got, we got a juicy. This is like two shows packed into one. A lot of great information here, mostly how to shift your mindset. So Yeshikov, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really thrilled to have you. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people saying that was like a game changer for them. Thanks for being on the show. This is Leah Richheimer for the Ladies Talk Show, and we'll see you next time.
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the same introduction that I start with in the intro to the show, and then we give them homework. Um, and then, and that's the end. It's a, you know, it's 30, 45 seconds. But you want me to give them homework? Yeah. So what, Sari, what's the homework? Maybe to, um, to declutter, declutter. one, one the, That's the first one that she said, declutter. Okay. That's declutter the first one. Wait, so what do you want me to say? I'm not understanding. What? Oh, you want me to find my 10 decluttering questions now? Where are they? No, I'll send them to you. Right, Lady, you tell declutter. me. Yeah, declutter. Lady, you tell me. Declutter. Declutter. That to de- to, to by the end of this week, declutter one location in your house, whether it's a kitchen junk drawer, whether it's your nightstand, whether I it's- think you have to declutter your kitchen junk drawer. You keep talking about it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm a yucky. My kitchen junk drawer is exactly I'm like, I-, I could close my eyes and find a pencil or a, a, a rubber band, whatever you needed. So I, okay. I, I you know, but I but I know it's a big issue for a lot of people. Um, but anyway, it's kind of cute. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? Is that- Let me ask you a question. What's the weather like? I'm asking you, if we want to turn, o- turn over the closets from like get the winter stuff out of the way in the sun, is that appropriate to say? Like here, that's what's going on. No, because they, they, someone's going to be watching it a year from now or they'll be three months from now or six months and they okay. can watch it in the winter. They can watch it. We, you know, it's a rolling okay. thing. So I think you should just do the declutter. Say the first step to anything is when you want to organize, don't think of buying bins. Don't think of what you're doing. Just walk into the room. Think, what am I getting rid of? And that's it. That's your homework for this week. Go into one room and get rid of whatever you can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. it. Okay, fine. Okay. Tell me when we're on. I am here, uh, but I am just adjusting a couple of video things. Uh, I will be ready very soon. Uh, I think like uh, 90 seconds. Just, yeah, just, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Leia, I'm going to go because I have a doctor's appointment, but I think you got Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. It was so nice being on the show, y'all. It was amazing. Such thank you. And thanks, Alana. Okay, guys. Bye, Bye, staff. That's the team. Okay, bye. Okay, let's just close that out. Okay. Um, You're going to speak first, right, Leah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the opening for the trailer. And then this just gets blasted out to a lot of people so that they can watch the show, hopefully. That was really great. I I learned a lot. I enjoyed it very much. I love the motion. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.